Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Happy Black and Gold Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the official podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B in New Orleans. Sean Kelly back with you, back home. Uh, after last night's ball game in Bossier City, Louisiana. Hey, they had over 10,000 people last night, 10-6 to be exact, uh, for the Pelicans and the Dallas Mavericks. We'll have more on that ball game here as we go along on this Friday. But, of course, our Friday focus today is going to be football, really heavy football stuff today. And we'll pretty much wrap up our preparation for the Saints and Packers as we welcome in Saints great Deuce McAllister to get his thoughts on the ball game. And, Probably I should probably ask him a little bit about what's going on in Baton Rouge on Saturday night, too, um, as Deuce is an Ole Miss Rebel. So we'll have Deuce McAllister in studio today. And, of course, we'll talk about last night's uh, preseason finale for the Pelicans and hear from head coach Monty Williams and a whole lot more on the Friday program. Weather's great. It's going to be a big-time weekend in New Orleans and up in Baton Rouge. Hope you've got your plans set, and I hope that you're in the great mood that we are around the uh, Saints today. Uh, very encouraged by what perhaps could happen on Sunday night, what that game could mean for the black and gold. Uh, it will not be easy. As we heard yesterday from our two guests in the black and blue report, Wayne Larravee and Jim Henderson, there are a lot of storylines involved. They collide in a lot of ways. And uh, certainly, uh, as the line would show and everything else, uh, we could be in for a thriller on Sunday night. Let's hope it goes the Saints' way. Uh, other than that, uh, things are going very well. With regard to the Pelicans, it looks like they're going to go into the regular season healthy. Knock on wood, everybody. All right, all at once. Very good. Uh, as they got through last night's game, which was a win uh, over the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, certainly we're pleased with a 5-2 and two preseason. And we're pleased, obviously, with the overall health of the team. Uh, we had Dell uh, Demps last night on during the second quarter of our broadcast of the game. And uh, he seems to think that this is a... A good time for the ball club, good shape of the roster, and again, health was on his mind as well. So, again, I want to thank Dell Dumps for coming on with us last night. That was that was pretty cool of him to sit there courtside with us during the broadcast. Hey, Gleason Graw is today, by the way, um, and I forgot to bring this up yesterday, but I want to I want to do, wanted to mention that for sure. It's at Champion Square. It's a huge benefit that obviously uh, benefits the Gleason Foundation 
and Steve and Michelle themselves. So uh, that all starts at 4 o'clock. Lots of live uh, music today starting at 4. They've got like five or six bands playing. Uh, food and drink. Uh, there's also a, a VIP area, I think at Club 44. Uh, Saints players will be there. The, the, the VIP package, I think, is $300. Um, but that includes premium bar, food, um, all the celebrities, everything. So uh, I really hope you can make it out today. The weather's going to be fantastic. Man, maybe some of the best Gleason Graw weather ever, um, but that's today. And uh, certainly you can uh, just kind of just show up as you are and have a great time today for a great cause and help our friend Steve out in a big way in his cause. So that is today. Keep that in mind. The Saints will be involved in that. That will be after practice today as well here on Airline Drive. So a busy Friday for you and us uh, as we get ready for the big weekend. And we'll start things off here in just a moment with Deuce McAllister as we'll wrap up our preview of the Saints and Packers this weekend. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Saints and Packers on Sunday night. And our preview continues with Deuce McAllister. As promised, the Saints great is in the studio with us here, Studio B, for Black and Blue Report today. Uh, when I found out the other day you were coming in, I was very excited because you and I haven't talked in a long time. I should probably share, full disclosure here, now that Deuce is a, not only a restaurateur and everything else, but he's also a big broadcast guy now. And I want to say that I worked with Deuce on his very first football broadcast. Was it Tulane Syracuse Deuce that we did together? It, it was Tulane Syracuse, and I was nervous as all get out. Oh you, my gosh, you, you, you were! You, you just told me to relax, just relax, and just act like we're at the house, sitting down, and just talking football, and that that made it a lot easier. But uh, it was definitely an experience, and you know, I definitely enjoyed just trying to give my perspective of what I'm seeing, you know, what I think is happening and what should be happening. And uh, just want to get it over to the viewer. Yeah, and once they kicked the football off, you were fine. Because then it was just talking football. And you, you really brought up some great stuff. I knew you'd be good at it as soon as we got settled into the actual game itself. So it's carried over, hasn't it? You, you seem more comfortable now. Def, definitely it's carried over. And, I mean, you start looking at it and um, a lot of what goes on behind the scenes you don't really think about, you know, but it's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And, Definitely guys that have been doing it for a long time. My hat goes off to them because um, you don't want to make a mistake, but at the same time you want to come across knowing what you're talking about and you want to come across if having done your homework and being into it. So uh, it's interesting, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why you're here because you know the game better than we do and you've played the game at the highest level. And so with that, let's talk about this weekend a little bit. This is an interesting matchup between the Saints and the Packers on Sunday night. And Deuce – 
if if we were just to pull out game notes and stat sheets, um, I don't think it'd be much fun for either of us to look at right now with the way that the Packers are playing and with the way that the Saints have started their season. But there's always more to the story, isn't there? I no doubt about it. And I think the biggest thing when you talk about the Saints and um, some of the some of the so close, so close opportunities that they've had. When you take away one game being the Dallas game, they've been in every game. I mean, and literally um, have probably either led in the fourth quarter or were close to leading in the fourth quarter. So this is a team that can turn it around. It's just uh, taking those small mistakes that they're making, whether it's a communication gaffe or whether it's missing a block or, you know, just putting yourselves in negative situations where you don't score in the red zone. Um, it's small things that are killing this team, but I think the potential is still there. All right, let's talk about finishing because that seems to be a big topic of conversation for obvious reasons. Uh, and now it's a message that's running through the locker room as well. Um, what is the dynamic? What are we not able to understand about finishing a football game that maybe would help us better, I guess, understand what the Saints are either doing right or not right in closing out these games? It's just closing it out. And I mean, uh, whether you're up or whether you're trying to come back, um, it's just making sure that you can execute, you know, as best as possible, particularly those last five minutes, those last 15 minutes of a quarter or a game. Um, I, I don't want to say it's conditioning. I mean, because I think these guys are in excellent condition, but, you know, you you already played three quarters or you've played three and a half quarters, and so you want to relax. And when you relax, you know, your mind, instead of you going out there and just doing what you're supposed to do, you, you, you get sloppy with your technique, you get sloppy with your assignment, and it comes back to bite you. I mean, so these guys have to be sharp not only mentally, but they have to be sharp as far as conditioning is concerned, and I think that that will hopefully eliminate some of those mistakes so they can finish off a game. Deuce, we always hear about halftime adjustments, and they're real. I mean, they happen in the start of the third quarter. is usually fun to watch because you're seeing what tweaks have been made and whatnot. Are there adjustments to be made for those final four minutes, five minutes of a game? Does the playbook change? Does the, the, the method of... Uh, I guess a scheming the game change much like it would after a halftime. Do you get to that point? I don't necessarily think so. I think you become cognizant a little bit more of the clock and the situations. You know whether this team has three timeouts, whether the two minute will be an extra timeout for them. You know necessarily what what where are we as far as field position is concerned. You know is my offense rolling? Is my defense playing really well? You know I think you take all of those things into account. But as a running back, you know, particularly when it's under four, we call it the four-minute offense. And, you know, you're basically looking at a situation where you need two first downs. And whether that's short passing game or you getting four yards, four yards, and, and, and closing it out, you know, that's what you have to be able to do. And that's just knowing the situation, knowing um, I can't run out of bounds right here because the clock is going to continue to run. We want them to burn some of those timeouts. So it's just really being in tune and knowing the situations. You know, it's interesting that on a Friday, that's normally when Coach Payton will always go over, you know, situational football. He may put, put a little bit in during the week where they may work on something special. But, you know, particularly on Fridays and really Saturday mornings as well, you'll go over every situation that necessarily may happen, whether it's special teams, offense, defense. He wants to make sure that guys are in tuned and guys just have to go out and execute from there. What do you think will be that conversation today and tomorrow morning? Um, from Coach Payton, if you're looking squarely through the lens of the Green Bay Packers, you know what must he cover with his football team right now, specifically against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers defense that's had a lot of takeaways. If you could just kind of 
think about maybe how specific the conversation is today. Knowing your assignment, I mean, relaxing, going out. You know, you don't want to press too much as far as the player because you don't want him to to think that every mistake or everything that he do he does it's going to be a mistake. So he wants them to relax. He wants them to to to, to be focused. But at the same time, you know, traditionally we've always played really well at home. So um, the crowd is going to be important. You're going to have to feed off of that because if you think back, you know, the first couple of games for Green Bay, they couldn't protect Rodgers. And, you know, they've done a pretty good job of these last couple of day, uh, games of protecting him. But if we can get some pressure on him, I think we can cause a little bit of havoc. And we've got to take away the run. We've got to take away the run and make Rodgers beat us, quote, unquote. But we can't let them be balanced and let him just be able to do play action and, and go a lot of one-on-ones. I mean, we're going to have to be a sure tackling team. I mean, because when you do put those corners and safeties in one-on-one situations, you know, you want those guys to be able to make plays. So there's going to be a pretty good plan to to limit what they do, but at the same time, it's going to be about executing. All right, let's talk about the the defensive pressure because you brought it up, and I know the fans have been talking about it a lot. Um, If you look at last year's numbers and then you compare them to this year, obviously quite a difference. Is, Is the criticism about the Saints' defensive front fair so far this season? And, and if it is, then then why have they struggled to get maybe more hits on a quarterback pressure? I think, and that I think it's just because of the expectation. I think it's the expectation of what this unit was expected to produce. And having a slow start up until this point, I think that's probably the most disappointing part. But when you go back and look at last week, what they were able to do, you know, they were able to get some pressure. They were able to get some sacks, some hits. And I think it was a little more fun for them last week. So hopefully that can carry over for the rest of the season. I mean, because you you have to have the emotion. You have to be excited about it. And I think that's what's been missing from that unit. So, you know, whether it's it, it it's part back and these guys, you know, aren't thinking as much. They're just going and playing. Or it's just feeding off the emotion of the crowd. That's what you got to have for particularly in a defense and a defensive front because then it only makes it easier for the guys in the back end because now, you know, the quarterback's rushed, the ball isn't going to be perfect, and it's an opportunity for turnovers. All right, Deuce McAllister here with us on the Black and Blue Report. With that being said, Aaron Rodgers is maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now facing a blitz, almost seems to relish playing against a heavy blitz. When you have a quarterback like that, do you keep doing what you do or do you back up a little bit on him and maybe – try and take away his looks how do you how do you plan it I think that you have to be really really good you know as far as pre-snap is concerned you can't give away too much what you want to do you know before the play because that's basically where the read is going to be made and what's interesting is you know when Mike was here in New Orleans many moons ago um, <laughs> with, while, myself, yeah, with myself um, it was always a check it was always a hot route I think that they've gotten a little bit away from that west coast because now um, on pressure they don't necessarily throw to the hot ride I think he's given Aaron the ability to be able to throw a fade or find a one-on-one be able to hopefully to get it out as far as the pass is concerned so it'll be interesting you know as far as what the defense is showing and what they actually do it's kind of um, playing a little chess with the quarterback you can't show too early what you want to do but at the same time you got to be executing what you actually are doing let me go right into your wheelhouse here. Running backs, uh, two days in a row now, no Pierre Thomas. If he can't go on Sunday, what does that do to the Saints running game? And, of course, now Kyrie is probably off the uh, field as well. So 
evaluate where the Saints stand now with regard to rushing the football? I think uh, Brandon Cooks get a lot more touches, you know, whether it's in the screen game or whether it's a cadet running some of those screens and just being smooth. I think what you lose a little bit of is the, the knowledge of the offense with Pierre, you know, just being able to pick up the blitz, being able to, to kind of be a utility guy in your backfield where he can do a lot of different things, whether it's the two-minute offense for you or whether it's going out and, and, and being that quote-unquote slot receiver and coming out of the backfield. Um, if he's not able to go, uh, if, if you're Mark Ingram, then not to say that you want a teammate to go down or be down, but you have to smile because you have to think that these are my touches and the more touches I get, the better I'm going to be. And so if that is the case, it's your time to shine. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as, as a back, you want to touch it 20, 25 times, hadn't had that opportunity. Now you may have one or two running backs down. Um, it's a lot of work, but you, you want it. Interesting thought. High scoring, low scoring, what's the character of the game on Sunday if you had to predict it? Uh, turnovers. Turnovers will be the beat. Um, there, there, there will be plays to be made, but it's the team that can create a turnover. Um, you know, you're probably talking about a special team's play uh, being made either way. Uh, you know, Green Bay wants to start fast because they want to take the crowd out of the game. So I think the crowd, you know, being that 12th man, being able to affect some of the calls, being able to affect their offensive line will be critical and uh, limiting the running game. I mean, you don't want to put it in Rodgers' hands every play, but if you know he's got to throw, then at least you can defend it in, in such a manner. Good, 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 good. Hey, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up a certain ball game in Baton Rouge tomorrow night with yourself. Uh, LSU Ole Miss, thoughts, my friend? It's interesting. Um, those young Tigers aren't young anymore. You know, they've kind of grown up the last couple of weeks. So for us to play them late in the year, we kind of get the best of the best because those guys, you just think a lot of those guys, I think it's 17 or 18 of them were in high school last year. Now they've got about five or six games as far as playing major D1 ball, and they are kind of understanding it now. So if you're Ole Miss, you kind of want to go in and and want to score early. You want to take that crowd out because it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. You got game day going on. So uh, and it's homecoming. So you know when when you say, "Oh man, I'm I'm a homecoming opponent," that should be fuel to the fire. But uh, I I think that they um you know it's going to be a fun game. I I I think that they enjoy it and you know just take it all in. So the Rebs beat them last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So are they going to make it two in a row? It's going to be tough. It's going to be <laughs> tough to. It's going to be tough to do it. But I do think that they do beat them. I have, do. I do think that they do beat them. Have you been up to campus in uh, Oxford this year? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, was that like? Uh, wow. I was up there for a- Alabama, and I was up last week for Tennessee. So uh, you're just enjoying it. You know, it was. It was. I wasn't even born last time. They were this good, or ranked, or this high, and you know, being in the national polls. So. You know, if this is my once in a generation, then I'm going to enjoy it. What do you do when you go there? I mean, do they do they ride you into town, or I mean, do I try you to sneak stay, in. I try to stay out the way and sneak <laughs> in, and uh, kind of hard. I mean, I still do uh, hang out with the guys and just go by the alumni house and you know just see as many people as I can. So. Um, I, but at the same time, you know, I want to watch the game, you know, so seeing the staff and seeing some of those guys that I know and played with that are on the staff, you know, you're extreme, extremely happy and, and proud for them because, I mean, it's tough. It, it, it's tough. You you haven't been thought of in this manner in a long, long time. So I tell them just to enjoy it. All right. So are you going to Baton Rouge tomorrow? I'll be there. Uh, I thought so. I thought so. I'm glad you stopped by today. 
Um, and uh, will I see you on Sunday? You will see me on Sunday. Very good. Oh, by the way, fans, you'll probably see Deuce on Sunday as well. I think you're going to. Uh, I think you're going to record some. Um, what do they call them? Crowd prompts some or whatever. Cr- some crowd promos. So um, this is this is a critical game. This is a critical game for so for me to be able to get the crowd a little more excited and um, amped up for that defense and uh, that's that's what I want to do. So we're we're gonna need the the who that nation in full force and hopefully uh, seeing me on the screen will in- inspire them a little bit more. I think yeah, I think you're gonna have a good intimidating look on the on the jumbotron or I, I, I'm normal, style yet. No, nah, I'm normally just real quiet and uh, laid back, but uh, it's 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 about the uh, the message that comes across. Oh, I can't wait. We'll be looking forward to that. Good to see you, my friend. No problem. Yep, Thank thanks you. for stopping by. Deuce McAllister with us here on the Black and Blue Report. What a treat here on this Friday. Uh, we'll turn our attention to basketball and talk about the Pelicans' win last night against the Mavericks. Monty Williams joins us in just a moment. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. It's a whole from the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. This is Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to Studio B and the Black and Blue Report. Sean Kelly here with you on this uh, Friday. Let's turn our attention for a moment to basketball as the Pelicans won last night 88-85. to uh, They led after one 23-10, and defensively I thought the uh, Pelicans, the starters, did a nice job. Had a lot of trouble scoring the ball early last night. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Pelicans finished the game and in a win with a field goal percentage of 36.8, and that was probably on the high end <laughs> as the night progressed. Uh, so a little trouble scoring the ball. Did so against a Dallas team that didn't play their top seven players. I think that probably played into the flatness. Can you say that? The flatness of the game uh, early on. Nonetheless, though, had some good thoughts uh, come from head coach Monty Williams after the ball game. I want to share that with you now. Here's Coach and I just outside of his office in Bossier City last night following their fifth preseason win. What kind of things can you take away from a game like those played tonight? Oh, you know, we, we were sluggish tonight. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We couldn't make shots. And um, we talked to our guys about being a mature team and handling uh, not making shots and, and still continuing to play defense. I thought our defense was decent tonight outside of that fourth quarter where we gave up 30 points. But I thought our guys were um, really wanting to play against Dallas tonight. And when it didn't happen, uh, for whatever reason, I thought it changed um, our attitude. So um, overall, we had a good preseason. Uh, we got a lot of stuff in and a lot of stuff done. Now we got to go home and, and get ready for opening night. Do you still have a lot of questions, though, too, Coach? Yeah, we do. Um, 
it was still looking for um, a solid backup at the three spot. Um, we're still looking for, you know, a big to step up and be consistent. Um, and so those are things that uh, I may have to shorten the rotation, and that's something that I'm going to really consider this weekend. Did you have a chance to have any situational basketball for your team to learn from, and, and how would you evaluate the way they handled maybe some of those things during the preseason? Yeah, the first half, when we weren't making shots, yeah. that those are situations that happen during the season. Like, you, can you continue to defend um, and stop teams? And um, down the stretch, we had our younger guys out there in situations that uh, they typically don't get a chance to be in. So there were a few situations that we were able to take advantage of. How do you mix now the, the want to have them rested, healthy, and ready to go, and yet still want to shore up some things on the practice floor? We'll, we'll get back after it. Our guys are um, anxious about opening night. Uh, we're going to take tomorrow off, uh, get back after it Saturday with our execution. Sunday's going to be a big day for us. Um, we'll go a bit harder on that day, and then Monday will be a day where we sharpen it up and get ready to go. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Coach is going to give the guys the day off today, and then tomorrow it's back to the practice floor, and the floor will be at Smoothie King Center downtown. 10 a.m. is the start of practice, and it is open to the public. Uh, so you want to make plans to go out and get to see something you don't ever get to see, and that's the Pelicans practice. 10 till about noon, they're telling me. Uh, should be wide open, should be a lot of fun. And you'll get to see the guys work. Again, they're all healthy as they begin their preparations for Tuesday night's opener against the Orlando Magic. And as Daniel informed me this morning, I think the Magic will be without Victor Oladipo, who took one right up in the uh, schnozzolo, actually right next to that, under the eye. He, I don't want to make light of it. He had to have surgery to repair a facial fracture, so he is definitely out for Tuesday night's home opener at the Smoothie King Center. We have a giveaway that night and some great ticket packages, too. They can be found at pelicans.com. Tell you what, when we come back, let's hear from the players, uh, one from each side. I think we'll check in with Jeff Withy because he had a nice fourth quarter last night for the Pelicans, and then Keenan Lewis with a couple last thoughts uh, from the defensive backs regarding Sunday's matchup against Aaron Rodgers. Stay with us. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Don't miss Blue Man Group. The theatrical sensation is coming to you, and your chance to see it is right now. Blue Man Group, experience the phenomenon. Coming to Beau Rivage, October 31st to November 2nd. Get tickets at BeauRivage.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We continue here on the Friday Black and Blue Report. We wanted to have a little bit of a players segment today here on this Friday. Let's have a player from the Pelicans and the Saints before we get out of here. And uh, while we just had the basketball conversation with Monty Williams, let's continue that. Last night I had the uh, pleasure of speaking with Jeff Withy right after the end of the ball game last night. Jeff got in in the fourth quarter. I think he played... 
Let me check the box score real quick. Yeah, he played about 652, but it was an efficient 652 last night for Jeff. He ended up with seven points uh, on three of three shooting from the field. He also had three rebounds in the game, two assists, and two blocked shots. It was certainly his best showing of the preseason and harkened back to some of the success he had at the end of the regular season last year, which was his rookie year. Uh, Jeff's had a lot of things going on during camp. It has not been the best camp for him, and this comes off of a, kind of an injury-riddled summer where it hampered his summer league play. So this was very encouraging, and the Pelicans, who need depth down there in the low post, need a guy like Jeff Withy to have efficient minutes like he did last night. So here is uh, my conversation with Jeff Withy after last night's win over the Mavericks. Here with us at the uh, broadcast position is Jeff Withy. I'm glad you took your mouthpiece out, Jeff. <laughs> Probably a lot easier to talk. Yeah, a lot easier. Hey, you look at you, I love to see the smile on your face. It's been a tough October for you, I know, but I felt like when you got in in the fourth quarter, I was hoping you'd have a good run tonight, and it sure looked like you did. Yeah, you know, I just I feel like my old self. Uh, this this whole month has been kind of tough for me, but um, I feel like I'm feeling a lot better right now, and um, it's a perfect game to have a, a better game because uh, you know our next one's a real one, and uh, so now's the time to get our juices going and uh, get on track. Has it physically been a tough month? I know that you spoke to the media about this a little bit the other day, but. What's kind of what's kind of kept you from taking off here in October? Just uh, a little bit of physical, but mostly mental stuff. Uh, but you know, it, I feel like it's passed, and uh, you know, I, I'm seeing things a little bit differently now. Does a quarter like this tonight help you shake that off a little bit? Definitely, yeah. I, I feel a lot more confident. And uh, it started the other day in practice, and uh, just trying to work on it now. Let me read you your line. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. So you played 6:52 in the fourth quarter, unofficially here, uh, seven points on three of three shooting. Um, just close your ears when I say one of three at the free throw line. But I love the three rebounds. I love the two assists and the two block shots as well. You were active tonight. You just you seem to look more comfortable. Was that part of the the, the situation for you? Yeah, just uh, you know confidence, comfort, uh, a lot of overthinking the last couple months or last couple couple weeks. And um, I talked to coach yesterday and just told me to calm down and just play basketball. And um, that's all I did today. Just energy energy plays all right play analyst for me here for a moment give me your thoughts on the new orleans pelicans and how their october went what are we to look forward to we have a lot to look uh, forward to i think our team is uh growing we have a lot of new uh pieces and uh you know i think that's why a lot of the starters played today uh just to you know get in a, a rhythm starting uh next week um, you know, it, we have a, a bright future, and as long as we're, we're healthy, you know, the sky's the limit. Dell Demps was with us in the second quarter tonight. He said that one of the things that he's going to take away from this camp is it seems like this team has a chemistry to it. You know, I know you all like each other in a lot of ways, um, but there seems to be something else. What is it? I don't know. We, we like each other a lot. Uh, we hang out off the basketball court, and I think that's really important to this team because – you know, uh, when somebody messes up, we're not afraid to go and tell them, like, hey, man, you got to you know, step your game up and do something, you know, um, which is really, you know, great. You know, it doesn't matter if you're uh, the last guy on the bench or, you know, Anthony Davis. Uh, we're going to, you know, come together and try to fix the problem. This may seem obvious, but I think it's worth asking. Does the health of this ball club lift the morale of this team? I mean, if you think back, and I know you're only with us just the last year, but Think about going into the regular season here healthy across the board. What does that do? Uh, it's great. You know, uh, we, we haven't been healthy in a long time. To have Drew, uh, Ryan, Tyreek, everybody feeling good, it, it, it's great. And everybody's happy. Everybody is enjoying playing. 
and uh, you know everybody's having fun in practice, and it, it's great. Does practice become more fun now that the next game you play is for real? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think we're going to get after it, that's for sure. Jeff, congratulations on a good night tonight. Thank Look you. forward to seeing you in the regular season. For sure. Yep. So it really was good to see Jeff smiling last night. Looked like to be in a better mood. Looked more comfortable on the floor. Let's hope he has some great practices leading into those two big home games next week to start the regular season. All right, let's continue with our player segment and switch sides. We'll go over to football. And Keenan Lewis was in the locker room yesterday, spoke with our own John DeShazer after practice, and he talked about the challenge that he and his teammates on the defensive side of the football have in quarterback Aaron Rodgers, the wide receiver. Um, oh, shoot. Jordan Nelson, that's right. And uh, the running back, who is a friend of his, by the way, Eddie Lacy. So here's Keenan Lewis yesterday on those three guys. That, you know, you don't hear him mentioned up there with, with the Des Bryans or the Calvin Johnsons, but yet week in and week out, he's putting up numbers just as good as better. You know, I got a high respect for that guy. You know, he comes out every week ready to play, you know. I think he's second in the league and catching and receive and catching in yards right now. So, gotta respect him and top hats off to him. What is what does he do so well? Is it? I mean, is he just a crisp route runner? What what makes him hard to defend? He's a very savage guy. You know, he's been in the league a while now. You know, he can make all the catches. You know, he's just a, a good player. How much of what he does is his size? I mean, is that one of the things that just uh, his, his, his length? I really say this is toughness. You know, that's a, a very tough guy. A guy, you know, a lot of receivers don't like to go across the middle and things like that. And you could tell, you know, when quarterback Rodgers see him back there, you know, he could count on him anywhere on the field. So that's that's important. Kenny, you guys have played a quarterback or two like this this season. A guy who kind of scrambles around but looks to throw. How much pressure does that put on the, on the secondary to kind of you know hold the receiver a, a half beat longer or, or stay with the guy a little bit longer? You almost got to hold him. <laughs> you know, that guy, like I say, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league right now. You know, he can make all the throws, even on a run. You know, here, I saw him throw an unknown ball one time and made a completion. So we know that we got to plaster the old guys and make sure we all on them. Eddie Lacy's a, a New Orleans guy. He's a, he's a load to bring down. Um, you know, what is that something you're aware of? You got to go lower. Yeah, down. definitely. That's my guy. So I'm just going to, you know, ask him not to try to, you know, Dropping on his knees and his shoulders on keep you know professional. Y'all y'all are y'all Yeah, that's really my guy. You know, that's you know, that's the guy when before he entered the draft, had the opportunity, you know, to learn about him and ever since we've been, you know, keeping in touch. So I hopefully, you know, he don't try to take that out on me. <laughs> Gonna ask him to do your favor. Yeah, I de definitely gotta ask him for a little favor. I don't want too much problem. Is he is he one of those? I mean, does he have a reputation around the league as being one of the tougher guys to bring down? I mean, he's definitely. Last year he had the most yards out there on contact, so that speaks for itself. I say. All right, more locker room reaction today after practice. Uh, we should hear from defensive coordinator Rob Ryan today, and probably briefly uh, head coach Sean Payton will have all that for you later on today at NewOrleansSaints.com and in the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. We're going to put a wrap on this Friday show in just a moment. It's been a great week, and uh, we'll have a final thought or two right after this. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion. 
with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Okay, there are three things uh, that I want to uh, bring up to wrap up today's show. And uh, some of these are reminders, and some of these things are uh, things I haven't talked about a whole lot. But number one, uh, don't forget Pelicans open practice tomorrow at the Smoothie King Center. 10 a.m. is the start of that. Details at pelicans.com. Something that we have mentioned that I want to reiterate is that uh, if you'll be so kind as to make us a part of your game day on Sunday, John DeShazer and I will be hosting a special one-hour pregame show for the Saints and Packers game on Sunday, and that will be found at NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app. And the third thing is this, and it's really taking off. There's a movement afoot, and the Saints are behind it, the team's behind it, the whole nine yards. We're going to try and black out the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday night for national television so wear black, obviously, on Sunday. That'll be very cool if we can get everybody on board with that and pull that off. Thanks to Deuce McAllister today, Monty Williams, Jeff Withy, and Keenan Lewis, all for being a part of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for sharing a great week with us. Sure did enjoy bringing you the shows, not only from Baltimore, uh, Bossier City, but here in Metairie as well. And we'll be back with you on Monday afternoon to start up a new week here on the Black and Blue Report. To you and yours, have a great weekend. Go uh, Tigers, Greenies, Saints, Pelicans too as they prepare for their opener on Tuesday. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.